Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Austin, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to find a Game Boy Color. I've posted about this on Twitter yeah, a couple times. I even tried I've to mentioned help. this. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I mentioned it in a previous episode. I'm trying to find a Game Boy Color. So I go into a used game store. Yeah. It's a disc replay. And I'm like, you know, looking around. First, I don't see one. An employee mm-hmm. asks me if I'm finding everything okay. Pretty average. And I say, um, do you have any Game Boys? Game Boy Colors, and the employee was just like, "It would be around there," and then walks off. <laughs> I was like, Wait, "I didn't." Know. <laughs> were you supposed to go with them? <laughs> no, there's not enough space in the store. They just like went and did something else, and I'm like, "I did not ask you for help. I was just minding my own business. You were the one who who created the engagement in which you offered to help me search for the thing." Oh, oh, wait, wait, no, wait, oh, wait. Okay, I missed it. So they came up to you and were like. Hey, what do you need? And yeah. you're like, a Game Boy Color. And they're like, fuck off and watch. Yeah, they were just like, oh, it'd be around here. Left. I was like, oh, what? So eventually I find the Game Boy Colors. They're in the glass nice. case. There were two nice. of them. And I mm-hmm. couldn't see how much the second one was because they were stacked. And so yes. I was like, I get another a different employee. And I'm just like, hey, can I see these two Game Boy Colors? And he was just like, oh, yeah, sure. So mm-hmm. very helpful. Opens the glass mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. He reaches. Eat it. <laughs> no, he reaches into the glass case. He starts picking up a, um, a Game Boy SP. And I was like, oh, he didn't hear me say Game Boy Color understandable mm-hmm. so i'm like oh no no not that one the game boy colors and then he's just like oh and then he picks up a pink 3ds <laughs> and I'm like, no the, oh the- no was it a baby did they not know what a game boy color was was it like a 19 year old i didn't think he was that young but also with like athletic men i can't tell so i maybe he was and then i was just like no the game boy color and he was like Oh, and then and then he picks up a, a GameCube. He picks up a a Mad Cat screen light. <laughs> I was like, no, it's a Game Boy Color. Those right there. It's just you're like a Game Boy Color. He's like, oh, and he hands you the keys to his car. Yeah. He goes and picks up a DVD uh, collection of Frasier. <laughs> no, the Game Boy Color. Oh, and he hands you a full box set of true colors the hit combination <laughs> it was just so baffling and like i know there's like an employee shortage there should be i get it but like man i worked in retail for a long time <laughs> no it that hurts because it's like i know you weren't paid enough yeah i know you weren't paid a lot i'm not i'm being so reasonable and so <laughs> sensible <laughs> I like it's like recently um we got some takeout mm-hmm. and 
we we ordered it was buffalo wild wings I and mean, the buffalo wild wings has this thing right now where you can get like it's like 20 wings and fries it's like a dinner Ooh. essentially Ooh. and that's usually what i get because it's 20 bucks yeah so oh, what yeah it's it's a steal so oh that's what God. i get yeah um order it go pick up our food my partner ordered like some other stuff but anyway so and i just tell my mom the story and she's like you gotta check the bag i didn't you always check the bag you i didn't always check, check the, the bag, bag. Oh, didn't no. check the bag oh, no. i went home what i got was one of the what should have been like three orders of wings essentially because like 10 and 10 is how they get 20 and my partner mm-hmm. ordered like a snack like a four one um so he had one order of wings no fries no none of the 20 sets of wings no and not even the celery no celery it was like oh, like there were three boxes and it was like a box of wings a box of napkins and a box of um the ran- of like the ranch that comes with the celery and i was like what that's so baffling <laughs> and so i called beat ups and i'm like hey here's the issue do i need to come get it or can you bring it to me because i i the beat ups in grand rapids recently says they deliver <gasps> do they the employees are like we don't deliver and i'm like okay i mean your website says you do that's you don't you don't can you don't control that it must be a third party like system they use that they just mm-hmm. don't tell you about like that's fine and they're like well do you want a refund and i'm like well no i don't have i, I don't i want to eat <laughs> i'm hungry i just want my food like okay well if it's too much of a hassle like if you don't want to come in we don't deliver we can refund you. i'm like no look i i'm not I, I was like yes it is a hassle but yes i also will come in i don't understand i need to eat food <laughs> please i'm hungry and then I come in and like the manager comes and it's like, you know, the whole like versus I'm like, it's not a big deal. I didn't look like it shouldn't have been given to us. Like, I get it. I don't know what happened. I was like, I don't remember who helped me. You know, I played innocent. Mm-hmm. And then like the manager goes tell like obviously tells the kitchen to like rush it or whatever. And the cook comes to the line and oh. just gives me like the deaf glare <gasps> from behind in the kitchen. And I'm like, I just want my food. And then they gave me cold not- food. No. I like got home and like the fries were cold and the wings were cold and I was like I it was not a, and I know it was a cook like oh fuck this guy and I'm like I yeah. listen man you're just anything. you're just working I'm just trying to eat I I still tipped I was it's not I don't care I just want to eat it's annoying but it, it's not anyone's fault like you all are overworked I'm sure yeah so that was like. And it's like that thing, kind of like I, I'm not mad. I'm mad at you now because now it feels personal. <laughs> I just want a Game Boy Color. <laughs> I just want a Game Boy Color. So I get like I look at the Game Boy Colors, and they both have like the screens are both scratched to shit, both of them. And oh, yeah, of I was just Absolutely. like, yeah, I was like, I, oh, these are in awful shape. And then the guy was just like, yeah, they're really old. And I'm like. <laughs> I just like look him dead in the eyes and I'm like, I assure you, my personal one does not look like this. Like, this is hard shit to do to a Game Boy. <laughs> like, my Game Boy color screens also scratch a shit. I don't know why it is. Really? Like, yeah, mine is scratch a shit. And I'm like, I, you didn't have a style. Like, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah, mine is not. Is it just like, maybe it's just like wear and tear? Because like, I didn't have a case. I don't know if you put yours in like a fancy case when you went no. to people's houses. Mine just like, it was like freewheeling in like my fucking like overnight bag. Yeah, I don't know what I... I didn't have a case. I don't know how you're I just, carried it. Maybe you're just God's favorite, because mine is scratched to <laughs> shit. 
I just took immaculate care of it. And if I wasn't so like emotionally attached to it, I would just send that one. But I feel like mm. my soul is bonded to this stupid piece of machine. Yeah, no, that's one of your soul cages for sure. Pretty, yeah, if like anyone ever has to take me down, please know my Game Boy Color. Because <laughs> I got it the year the gate the factory exploded. Hey, you know, that's hey. <laughs> talked about how the Game Boy factory exploded? No, Brenda, you have not <laughs> talked about Okay, so... Oh my... Okay, yeah. The year I personally wanted a Game Boy Color, which I think was probably like a couple... Like a year or two after it actually came out, um, mm. the factory blew up, wherever that was. <laughs> so it was it was like a, a Jingle All The Way type situation where like, you can't find a Game Boy. No one can find a Game Boy. So like, wow. my dad was working in Vegas building a hotel or something he had to fight Sinbad. yeah <laughs> so so i ended up like and then you know so both my parents found a game boy separately and apparently didn't tell the other one and then there were two <laughs> under the tree Wait. so like i had to like choose which one i wanted between like a purple one and did your mom and dad tell you to like i got this one and they got that one i don't choose. they did not i just knew there were two and I, I chose the Atomic Purple, which was assuredly the best choice. Mm. Um, and then my brother spilled a little juice on it. It still works, but you can see the juice a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I had to choose. And luckily I was like the, the world's chillest child because I was just like, this one, now take that one back. I wasn't like, these are both mine. <laughs> like, oh, I would have I kept both. <laughs> well, if I had kept both, I would have one to send to my relative. <laughs> Anyway, the saga continues. And then I remembered that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee for the Switch is a game that exists. Um, so I think I could go with that. Nice. I asked if they had any Pokemon games because, like, you know, I can buy the Game Boy. But if I can't buy the oh, Pokemon God, games. <laughs> oh, God, please. And the store used to have, like, stacks of these. Like, just absolute stacks of red and blue and yellow and gold and silver and stuff. And mm -hmm. so, like, I'm looking. The guy's looking, and he's just like, "Is this a Pokemon game?" And he oh picks God, up please. like Kirby, <laughs> and I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> you, there's a Pikachu right here. You not know what a Pikachu is." And then he was just like, "I don't think we have any." And then I'm looking straight at like three copies of Pokemon Blue, and I was just like, "Oh, you don't think you have any? Oh, I see you with those." <laughs> Okay, wait. I'm so, okay. Listen, <laughs> I don't. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that guy works there. It's <laughs> just so baffling. I don't. I think that's just some fucking dude who printed out a fake name tag and it was in the middle of some kind of like elaborate heist because you can. You can listen. You cannot convince me. My fucking mom knows what a Pokemon game. She couldn't tell you the difference, but she can read the word Pokemon on a label. Yeah, it's like, like the other day my mom was eating Pokemon. We got a pack of Pokemon Oreos after the strike ended. And yeah. um, so we're going through my mom. I'm like, oh, what Oreos did you get? Because like they all have different Pokemon on them. And she's just yeah. like, I got a and a and a Squirtle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, like. You cannot, you can, you could go ask anyone under the age of, let's say 80, and they could like, they could like pick out a Pokemon game. Yeah. And frankly, anyone over 80 could probably pick out a Pokemon game by pure context clues of reading the word Pokemon on the label. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. It also helps that the cartridges come in different colors. They come it's in different colors. In, in all of them. Bright, in bright yellow font, say Pokemon. Pokemon. In bright, like, was he flirt? Is this like flirting? Is this how like street people flirt? What is he doing? It was so bizarre. I was like, this is the same game store that before the pandemic, I was like checking out and I was like talking about like, oh, you got this from this distributor because they also sell like candy and plushies and shit. And I'm like, and I know yeah. these come from this because th- that's what I used to do at, at my other yeah. job. And then yeah. they like, as I was checking out, casually handed me a job application without prompting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they need you. That's why they they're like we don't fucking we don't know what a Game Boy color is or we don't oh, know Jesus what Christ. The only vintage game thing I learned this week is uh, apparently the original PlayStation is highly sought after by audiophiles. Yeah, that's wild to me because I literally did not pay anything like or my parents did not pay anything for our PlayStation. My dad like helped to liquidate a KB toy store. I don't know exactly what he was doing. He like he he brought a bunch of shit home that they had just left inside this KB toy store. And that included the lanyard for my keys, the GameCube one, mm-hmm. and a bunch of random shit, a bunch of Xbox games that nobody cared about, and a whole ass PlayStation out of one of those console things. Wow. We have news. Um, first bit of news, Eternals came out, which is funny because I thought it had been out for a while. Just proves how much I care. <laughs> it came out right now, today. Today. As of this recording. Yeah. I, I've heard from some people it's good. I've heard from some people it's okay. Yeah. I won't I... see it until I can stream it. I'm I'm exactly. still waiting to see Shang-Chi. <laughs> we get to see Shang-Chi pretty soon. <laughs> it's like next week or something, I think. Yeah, it's really close. So I'm excited for that. Um, but it recently came out that um Eternals is not going to be aired in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait, Oman, and Bahrain. Um, And those were all of the countries we knew of last night. Oh, and China. But China's for separate reasons. So all of the previously mentioned countries are banning this movie because it has an LGBT relationship between characters. Mm -hmm. It's the first, like... It's not the first Marvel movie with an LGBT relationship, but it's the first one in which it's characters that have names... (laughs) Yeah, it's the first one where it, you know what? It's the first one. It's the first one. <laughs> that guy mentioning he went on a date with a man, meaningless. Yeah, like, like shut, shut, shut the fuck up. Shut that's up. The, that's like something you get to do after you do overt stuff. Exactly. So this is the first one with like an overtly LGBT relationship, and I guess kudos to Disney for refusing to edit it out in order to air yes. it in these countries. That is that is new for them. That I will is give new. them that because that yeah. is they have a long history of being like, oh yeah, whatever. We need to make money everywhere. <laughs> yeah, previously they had like only their only LGBT characters were ones that were like it, they would just mention that they were in a relationship and it could be easily removed. So like yes. the cop from Onward has a girlfriend. <laughs> you just say boyfriend in another language and it's quote unquote fixed. Like. Yep. Um, and they didn't back down and they wouldn't edit it to make it quote unquote acceptable in these countries. So that is good. And in Russia, uh, where LGBT individuals are also um, under fire, it is going to air in Russia unedited, mm. but it does have an 18 plus rating, which means like no kids can go see it. Yes. Which also, this movie has like marbles for sex scenes. So like maybe. Yeah. It's it's wild to get an 18. It's wild to consider that to 
consider an 18 plus movie just period mm-hmm. uh but sorry you were mentioning it was also uh not airing in china the china's for the director right yeah because the director was born in beijing and she left um and then was like pretty vocal about how she felt like the chinese government was like oppressing people and like mm-hmm. which is absolutely valid but china was like ah oh, fuck that we're not gonna air yeah. your marvel movie <clears throat> and disney was just like okay we're not yeah, gonna right. air it i guess yeah, so, which is, again, wild because the China market is one Disney has, like, literally bent over backwards to appease to the kid or the movies there. For decades. Yeah, like, years and years of just, like, anything they've done here that you're like, oh, they were progressive. They were like, yeah, we'll remove this whole 45 minutes of this movie, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like. In this so case, that's... they were just like, no, no, it's not going to air in China. I hope that it's a sign that they believe in this movie, but uh, Marvel uh, Disney execs already been on record of we don't always have to do three of these, you know. So <laughs> which, which is fair, true, but like it's, it's true. But that was said the week of the premiere before anyone from the public had seen it. Only the red carpet had happened, so that's a bit. That's a that's a bit early. <laughs> I mean, it's like another gamble. Like they've had gambles that paid off. So like Guardians of the Galaxy, even though yes. it stars the crisp rat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just know Kevin Feige is like every time he anytime Chris Pratt does anything is like oh god oh my god how long how long's his contract oh my god oh I gotta have him in the Christmas special and the third movie <laughs> oh and then it sucks because like sorry this is like a change of topic and we did not plan to put this in the news but no. the Chris Pratt is not only Mario but he's fucking. Garfield. Yeah, he's fucking. He's he's too many people because he is himself Mario and now Garfield. Garfield. Mark? Okay, can I can I give you my Garfield casting dream casting? Sure. Nick Offerman. Okay. He you can he, just think think yeah. of audience. No, I can, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. It has yeah. to be a celebrity you know or who the guy is? who voices Bob on Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah, that guy would be good, too. Mine is uh, Steve Buscemi. Also great, I think. (laughs) I don't know if you can hear his voice, but I watched, like, every season of Borok Empire, so his voice is, like, very in my head, and I think it would be very good. Oh, I can hear it. I think that would also be great. It would at least be a voice instead of Chris Pratt's. That's the thing. It's like, uh, there's a lot, especially a lot of older actors, like, can do voices, because they used to be, like, a thing. You You couldn't just, like be you can just like fucking talk you gotta like get into character yeah um and i feel like a lot and nothing it all comes down to training in my opinion i don't know like his fucking training i don't think it's classical but i feel like a lot of younger actors don't do classical training so they don't go through that but like a lot of older actors did and i think it's the same reason why people like uh chavo bozeman who mm-hmm. when he was on um Marvel What If, like, he did really good voice acting. I'm like, well, yeah, he, like, was, he, like, went to school. He, like, was classically trained. He, like, learned how to control his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't just shout, which is... <laughs> what Chris Pratt does. Yeah, he just fucking shouts in every role he's in. He's just himself and shouting. Exactly. And it's, like, so... It drags so much. Yeah, it's a fucking bummer. Um, but thankfully, hopefully he's not in Eternals. I haven't seen him. I guess he could fucking show up, huh? He could. <laughs> he's just everywhere now. Like, you turn around. And this is worse than that one summer where he was, like, in Lego movie in Jurassic Park and, like, a oh third. Oh, my God. That sh- was it that shitty 
sci-fi movie he was in where he gaslighted was it it wasn't amy adams <laughs> was it amy adams <laughs> I don't know anymore. I don't remember. That's the amount I care. But there was like one summer where it was like, I can't escape him. He's everywhere. And we didn't know at that time how shitty he was. And now we do. Yeah. Then it was just like he was. Well, then he was just the dude from uh, Community, right? Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. (laughs) He was Parks and Rec Andy. He was just Parks and Rec Andy. And people were like, oh boy. Like everyone was like so happy for him. Because like, look look at him go, you know? Yeah. Uh, And we were fools. Uh, (laughs) um, Like. I'm not going to deny that he's like in Parks and Rec. I think he's very talented. He ad libbed a lot of stuff. He's got comedy chops, but like, oh my God, can he stop being a piece of shit? Speaking of Mario and Nintendo, uh, it's this is just like funny. The Animal Crossing (laughs) update came out early. Yeah. And Nintendo aggressively ignored it to the point of today of of this recording, 8 a.m., Friday, November 5th, they tweeted all of the like promotional tweets for the animal crossing big update and dlc like they hadn't been out for two days and i took a lot of joy in nintendo just refusing to admit that somebody messed up <laughs> yeah they didn't like try to spin it as like uh-oh isabel uh fucked up nope they, they didn't, were just like they weren't like oh hey nope. enjoy the here's a treat or anything they like it came out early and they said nothing they kept sending out their promotional tweets <laughs> getting ready for the dlc they're like to get ready for happy home designer you should to get ready for animal crossing 2 point and i'm like it's i have it it's it's on my it's nothing yeah. <laughs> until this morning when it was supposed to come out and i'm like guys we've all had it for two days i i'm i'm it's... actively sitting in the cafe <laughs> i've been drinking coffee with brewster for two days like... <laughs> so uh that was just funny um in important news uh image <laughs> image comics is forming an image mm-hmm. comics workers are forming a union yeah so if like marvel if you don't read comics if marvel and dc are the quote-unquote the big two yes. if you make it the big three it's, it's marvel dc and image yes and some argue images earn that because i think they've they've made it into like double digit market share i believe mm-hmm. like image really was responsible for the reinvigoration of the comics market. Yes. They did that by scaring the big two. <laughs> they absolutely terrified them. Image is all about like creator owned comics and like original like IPs. One of their biggest series is Saga mm-hmm. by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Um, one time I had to grade, and I promise this is relevant, I had to grade every issue of a Walking Dead run. Oh my God. So Walking Dead also, that's an image book. That also kind of helped mm-hmm. to reinvigorate comics. Whether you like it or not, I don't like it. Mm. But it, it is important for the culture <laughs> of comics. But I had to grade every issue of Walking Dead. And Walking Dead started at a time when comics were like kind of in a low mm. point. That's why Walking Dead has always been in black the and white. The way you say it no is you just, it hurts. Yeah, truly. Um Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Um, but as you like go through all of the issues and like see like the way that advertisements change and like the way that comics are being advertised and talk about changes mm. through like the course of this run, it's wild because like comics have changed so much since the nineties. Yes. And image was really at the forefront of that. Yes. Uh so the workers are 
been in the other the forming union which is amazing we just had paizo forming union and it's been mm-hmm. going good the company accepted it i don't know where they're at in the image comic union uh what's the process uh i think so far they've just told yeah. people they are forming a union and that's all the info we have uh and to let people know this is not for the writers and artists so writers and artists for any comic company are not employees they are typically freelancers it is very rare for Mm -hmm. them to be like employed um as like an employee they are freelancers so they would not be part of this union this union is for like the editors and Mm -hmm. like distribute people who work in distribution people who are employees of the company which is still very important and can still end up helping the freelancers because they can even if there's a union like the artists can go to the union like hey could you get us better rates um yep also the more unions it just creates a better culture it can create a culture for comic writers and artists to make an independent union like uh the workers mm-hmm. on sets have with Etsy. like most people who work on sets aren't employed like robert dunn jr wasn't employed by disney he was a contractor technically yeah so that it's hopefully leading to something like that because Hopefully, unions are good yeah. and too many freelancers get used even when they have a union so exactly so this is this should be very very good yes. and marvel and dc should be fucking scared. sweating i mickey mouse is has like a gun to mr marvel's head like you oh, you better you better oh, oh we don't really like those unions yeah here. i mean especially because <laughs> disney just had that lawsuit they won unfortunately so Ugh, yeah they don't like to pay. They don't people like to pay people. For... That's what the lawsuit was about. <laughs> yep, Disney doesn't like to pay people. And the court said that's all, all right. right. Anyway, that said that's fine. All right, I had one last bit of yes. news, but we have been talking for a while, so I'm just gonna say it. Johnny Test is getting a interactive Netflix special, <laughs> and I'm so upset. I'm sorry, Brenda. I, I, he haunts me. Why? Why, when when all these good shows have fallen by the wayside, Jonathan Testaroni <laughs> has, continues to crawl from his grave and haunt me? Why? You just you, I, I just imagine ask. in your sleep you just hear Johnny Test, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Test. I hear his dog's. What's his dog? His dog is like named like. Dinky. I have no fucking idea. I think I've seen 10 minutes of Johnny Test in my whole life. And his dog's just like, Johnny! I don't know what he sounds like. (laughs) It's been... I just hate it. I hate hate everything. Anyway, Austin, what's our topic? (laughs) The year is 1993. I was alive. (laughs) We were alive. Uh, Rick Duffield stands in a motel parking lot, eager to get this new project started. In front of him are roughly 150 dogs. But he's looking for one, 150 dogs, not 101. <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> it's a different thing. 150 dogs. But he needs to find the one dog, the one little dog with a big imagination. Say we're talking about Come Wishbone. Come on, it's Wishbone. <laughs> What's story the story, Wishbone? Anyway. <laughs> One second. Austin pretty much threatened me yeah, not to, with do, bodily not harm. to look into well, it. We, I had been, I've been looking into Wishbone for like five months. <laughs> because there's, 
it is hard to find wishbone information. Truly. Because, w- truly, and we will get into it, but the long and short, to start, like, it is hard to find wishbone information. Wishbone is odd because it was very beloved. Yeah. And the powers that be that control wishbone have not really, like, kept up with any of it. <laughs> they were like, they washed their hands of wishbone. But for those who don't know, Wishbone was a children's TV show that premiered in 1995 and aired until 1997. It broadcast here in the U.S. on PBS. In other countries, it aired on things like Nickelodeon and even Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the country you were in. But in the U.S., we know it is PBS. And most countries, the if it wasn't P- your public broadcasting, it was Nickelodeon if it aired there. Wishbone was a Jack Russell Terrier who... Had a big imagination, essentially. Every episode was Wishbone and his family, and Wishbone was a dog who l- loves stories. Could, dogs can't read. Wishbone <laughs> but, can read, and he knows. Wish, he, he has, like, he, a whole knowledge of every classic every, novel ever written. Every, ever. In all of history. Ever. Um, And so every episode would be like, there's Wishbone and his family, and there's like a, it's kind of like a show where there's like an A plot and a B plot. And Wishbone would kind of like go through the fan- the fantasy fictional fictional story, mm-hmm. um, while like there's like a real quote unquote real world story happening, um, to and it was a way to tell these classic stories to kids. Was essentially there was a vehicle to tell kids classic stories. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things it was like beloved for was the fact that it didn't like pull any punches, so to speak. It didn't expunge like tragic things from these stories like if it was a shakespeare story like people still died yeah um if like they did uh what's it don quixote and like don quixote was still pretty fucked up (laughs) (laughs) wishbone when it originally so wishbone originally got started in 1993 as i said rick duffield is the was like the producer and creator of the series Mm -hmm. and he got the idea when he they were looking for like new content to make the company he worked for um lyric at the time, uh, Lyric Studios, their flagship property was Barney and Friends. So, ah. something pretty similar. Uh, they're just looking for new content. Um, by the time Wishbone came out, Lyric wasn't Lyric anymore. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But they were, they were looking for new content. And he had the idea of Masterpiece Theater. He was, like, walking around. He was, like, in his house. And he had, like, the the um, Masterpiece Theater book, like, on his shelf. Mm-hmm. And so he... Got that idea. Similarly, at the same time, he was hanging out with his dog, and he had been spending a lot of time with his dog, and he'd been making up stories for his dog. And he was like, what if there was a dog who liked books? (laughs) (laughs) This dog loves books. (laughs) I love older media, because that's, like, the fucking weird shit that Pete... That's how you get weird stuff. Mm He... (laughs) He was just like, what if my dog could talk and was super into books? wishbone so he goes he has a casting call at a moat some motel parking lot he couldn't remember the name of uh, <laughs> I, this is from a 2009 interview that rick duffel did with the new yorker mm-hmm. some motel parking lot and he had he said roughly 150 dogs showed up <laughs> to this <laughs> casting call um and he said the dog who played wishbone was soccer that was the primary dog and then there were various dogs for like the stunt team and for stand-ins and whatnot mm-hmm. um he said soccer just like he really dazzled him, so that's who got the role. Um, and then he had, and then he took him, soccer's handler, 
Soccer went to uh, the head for Lyric Studios and pitched the show, which was just like this dog. They didn't have a voice. They didn't have any human cast. And he was like, they loved it. <laughs> He's like, when I pitched it without the dog, they weren't in. When I brought the dog, they were into it. So <laughs> they had to see the dog. They had to see the dog. Thank Soccer the dog, everybody, for Wishbone. Soccer, uh, the, the patron saint of reading. <laughs> Uh, but Wishbone needed a voice. Because dogs can't actually talk. What? What? <laughs> then who who have I been talking to? Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the voice for Wishbone was Larry Bradley. Would you like to hear how Larry Bradley auditioned for the role of Wishbone? Yes. So, first audition. Super normal. He went in, he did some voices. They're like, okay, we'll call you if you like it. They liked him. He got a call back. Second audition. This is usually when you're supposed to read a script. He didn't read the yes. script. <laughs> <laughs> he had not gone over the script that he was sent. The second audition, he met soccer. He met the dog who's going to be Wishbone. And they're like, all right, we want you to do about five, ten minutes of the voice for this dog. And they gave him no direction. He didn't have the script. They're like, just go off of what he's into. And soccer was really into there was like a tennis ball he was chasing around the room. He didn't mm-hmm. want to see the. He didn't want to see Larry. He didn't want to talk to Rick. He didn't want to talk to. The, he wanted to like play with the tennis ball, because he's a dog. He's a dog. Um, so Larry just did improv of, but he said like roughly five minutes of being a dog playing with a tennis ball. <laughs> and after five minutes, they're like, "All right, cool. Uh, we will call you if you like it. We'll call you back." And so he left like, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he got the job. He's like, I don't know how I got it, but sure. <laughs> I did. So, hey, everyone, it's me. The new voice of Wishbone. Yeah, I can't imagine just like being in a room and someone's like, voice this dog. Wait, what? Like that? Like that ass? Yeah, voice this dog. I just well, roll up my sleeves what? and I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> Larry's like, well, what's he doing? They're like, well, he asks like, well, what am I doing? And Rick is like, well, he seems to be playing with a tennis ball. Just look at him. Look, he's playing with a tennis ball. Just, Come on, like, look, what does a dog sound like playing with a tennis ball? Do it. What is a dog? <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, by the time Wishbone is getting on the air, it is not under Lyric. Lyric has been bought by Hit Entertainment. Uh, yes. Which, have we talked about on the show? No, but I just remember the logo from Barney and Friends. Yes. I can see it very vividly. They were British-American uh, entertainment company. Uh, the hit stands for Henson. It was Henson International Television. Then it became Hit. Then it was. Then there's like four different ways they wrote Hit because companies love logos. <laughs> um, hit Entertainment owned and distributed other kids' TVs like Barney, as we mentioned, because Lyric owned Barney. Um, Bob the Builder, Thomas and Friends, uh, Angel Angelina Ballerina, so on and so forth. Uh, Hit's no longer around. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But Hit Entertainment. Uh, they take Wishbone the PBS. It is a huge hit. People, nice. people, people love this dog. They have fifty. E- they get an order for fifty episodes. That's a season one and season two. People love this dog. Wow. Yeah, Wishbone is a huge success. Uh, Rick Duffel talks about they got letters from fans all the way up to like kids in college. Rick Duffel remembers getting letters from kids in college that were like. Hey, this helped me pass my English lit class, thanks. 
It's one of those shows, like, I've gone back and been able to watch episodes, and you still get a good feel of, like, fun and excitement out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, when you're in college, something in your brain just kind of shuts down a little bit, and you just want to watch, like, fun things. I watched all of Phineas and Ferb. (laughs) It's also when I watched... I watched Phineas and Ferb in college, and it was out when we were in high school, and I was like, ew, kid shit. Like, I thought the same thing for fucking... um, Phineas and Ferb was my big one that I, like, saw on TV as a high school, and I was like, ew. But mm-hmm. there was something else that I, like, had did not want any part of it, and I can't remember what it was. And then I got to college and watched one episode, and then I remember spending days my freshman year of college doing mm-hmm. nothing but watching Phineas and Ferb with my roommate. Same. Like... We, like, woke up, we had the bunk bed style, and, like, <laughs> turned on the TV, and it was Phineas and Ferb, and then just, like, both, like, laid back down in bed. And <laughs> <laughs> just watched Phineas and Ferb. Just watched Phineas and Ferb. It was weird because, and then I'll let you get back to Wishbone, but like Phineas and Ferb would update on Netflix weekly. And like they oh. didn't do that back then. Now it's like That's there's some new. shows, so like Blue Period, which is an anime, and Comey Can't Communicate, which is another anime, are mm-hmm. both updating on Netflix weekly. But Phineas and Ferb, for some reason, they didn't advertise that this happened, but every mm-hmm. week there would be another Ferb added to the queue. And it was like. I, it, it was just weird back then because that was not done. Yeah. It was not done. <laughs> All right. Wishbone. Wishbone. So this is like, as I mentioned earlier, Wishbone info was hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have like, my factoids, everyone, are a little weird this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about where Wishbone was filmed. Tell me. Wishbone was filmed. I didn't know this. Wishbone was filmed in Texas. Really? That's where. Texas? Yeah, that's that's where um, Lyric's their old their studios. That's where it was. Because like when Lyric was like absorbed by Hit Entertainment, they kind of like most companies like they bought them. Like, but you can still exist until they eventually absolved them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had the old studio. So they were filming it in uh, Allen, Texas, Texas, where they did interior shots in a soundstage. The soundstage was fifty thousand square feet. So and they also the, filmed in a warehouse in Piano, Texas. Also, was, a place called Piano, Texas. Was the town a stage, or did they like go film the outside scenes in a town? Uh, the outside additional scenes were filmed around Grapevine, Texas. Huh. And all interior shots were at the Allen, Texas studio, or at a warehouse in Piano, Texas. Interesting. But yeah, th- and I, it makes it. I didn't remember this, but the family's meant to be from Texas. Really? For like some the, reason, the, my brain was like Indiana. <laughs> my brain was like L.A. because like it's a show. True. But the family's meant to be from a fictional town called Oakdale, Texas. A lot of the inter- there's one New Yorker interview I found, but a lot of the other interviews are in this are in this place called the Texas Archive of Moving Image that just have an archive of like video interviews from like things and people that are from Texas that like make art huh. that I never would have known existed. Yeah, truly. So there's one with Larry, there's one with Rick Duffield, who was the producer. Um, and Rick Duffield, I couldn't find a lot about. Uh, Larry ben- Brantley is still a active voice actor today. So like, there's <laughs> info so on funny. him, but like with some other stuff that Larry has done. This is, this is the point. I looked into this, and this is the point when Austin was like, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> what are you so you you know brenda you tell me what did you steal from my topic what do you got 
I just, I was like looking at what Larry did and I like mentioned like, oh, he's an anime. And you were just like, Brenda, stop it. And I was like, I'll respect it because I did steal Goofy. Well, I didn't intentionally steal Goofy movie from you. You were just actively researching it while I was also actively yeah, researching Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we get for being Drift compatible, huh? Yes, truly. But I'm glad you get to do Wishbone. Please tell me what Larry has done because you have it listed. Oh. Uh, he's been some recent stuff. He's been in My Hero. He's been in Tokyo Ghoul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's was in Full Metal Alchemist for additional voices. He's was in One Piece, uh, Fairy Tale, um, and most recently he was in not most recently, most recently of like things I've seen. <laughs> uh, he was in My Hero Academia, and then he was in the My Hero Academia Heroes Rising movie as the character Spinner. Spinner. So Larry's still pretty active. He's still out there doing it. Uh, Rick Duffield's pretty active. He's still out there, like, being a producer, I assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't really find much on him besides, like, Wishbone stuff. And he's, like, the judge for a, like, novel reading contest. Okay. <laughs> uh, or novel writing, wow, writing contest. You don't, I guess you could have a contest for reading, but what is, oh, you know what? That's fucking, uh, what was that book Pizza Hut thing called? Book read. Book <gasps> But book pizza <sighs> it's in march march is reading month pizza Just, read oh, for pe- one was, second they were purple the logo's pe- purple pizza hut <laughs> book pizza it's hut not book off book reading. off is a store march pizza hut wait was it pizza hut or was it little caesars it was pizza hut because book got, it book it book it that's not a good name clearly, no Austin- i forgot it Austin, did your um, school do the, like, thing where they were like, and now we're going to read all day? No. Oh, there was, like, one year during March's reading month where they would be like, bring a lot of books because mm-hmm. we're just reading today. You're just going to oh. find a, bring a sleeping bag, find a spot to sit, we're reading. And all that the other kids dope. were like, I know, right? All the other kids were like, I don't want to read all day. I want to do my schoolwork. And... <laughs> I was like, fuck all of you. (laughs) Yeah, I want to read so many books. And the teachers were like, Brenda, you're not really reading all these books. And I was like, you don't know me at all. Wow, no, that sounds pretty cool. No, my school never did anything like that. The closest we had was, uh, it was, we had a few things that were, mm, like, (laughs) uh, in sixth grade, the teacher was her homeroom teacher. Every year for Chinese New Year, she had like a Chinese New Year party. Uh oh. Um, she was white. Uh, my Uh-oh. school was mostly white. I I like vaguely remember her husband, and I I guess I couldn't say if he was Chinese or not because I don't remember. And I was a kid, so like I wasn't like aware of things like I am now. Yeah, but it was like I mean, like she like ordered us like like Chinese takeout, and we like sat on the floor. <laughs> um so like look and like i missed it like the year it was my year to do it i had pink eyes so i didn't i wasn't at it but i like i think like thinking back to it i'm like man if i had been at it i think i would have been like wait a second (laughs) what are we doing this feels bad somehow (laughs) um but yeah no that's like we had stuff like that (laughs) but we never that sounds cool you did i feel like we also did something kind of not not quite like that it was they gave you a little passport 
and you had to go to all the classrooms, which oh, in which yeah. there was a speaker from. Have I talked about this on the podcast? I think I've talked about this. No, before. no, I don't think not with me, but the, 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 my school did something similar. Okay, yeah. So like, there'd be like someone. So like, we had like I had a classmate whose family was from Scotland. So like, okay. they'd get his parents in there to talk about Scotland, and I just mm-hmm. very vividly remember because like my school was mostly white, also. Um, mm. I very vividly remember they didn't have anyone from Japan who could talk, so they just put a video on about like how the kids clean the classrooms, <laughs> and then they were just like, "Aren't you grateful you don't have to do that?" And I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> and that's never left me. <laughs> wow. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, Wishbone aired until 1997, uh, but even past its airing, Wishbone continued to inspire book series. There are more than 50 books that have featured Wishbone as a character. Yeah, I remember there were a couple of these. There were books based on episodes, pretty yes, normal. Yes, I remember those. And then they had books that were like not based on episodes, but based no. on other books. And then yeah. they had wish bonafide <laughs> versions of, of books of classic novels. So like, it wouldn't be like a Wishbone episode where it would cut between Oakdale and Wishbone. It would yeah. just be Tom Sawyer. It would just but be, Wishbone. <laughs> yeah, like Wishbone's on the cover. But he's not really in it. But you can imagine yeah. he's in it. Like an I think as kids you're meant to like imagine that one of the characters is Wishbone, right? Yeah. Like one of the characters is Wishbone. Then there was Wishbone Mysteries, which wasn't oh, based yeah. yeah, I have a couple of these. I have one I have one called Tales of Terror, which is based on like a short horror story collection. It's short scary stories featuring mm-hmm. Wishbone, and some of them are really freaky. Like Oh really freaky like i probably read this when i was like in middle school so like past when wishbone was still airing and it was mm. like oh what the fuck <laughs> like wow. every time i see nice. one of these wish wishbone wishbones wishbone books i just want to buy them all and there's so many of them there's a lot of them there's yeah. a there's a lot of wishbone books and not a lot of wishbone other media yeah truly truly so there's not a lot of Wishbone information, and it's very odd because it feels like Wishbone was a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, it had 50 episodes, um, each one a banger. I could not find Nielsen or other ratings for Wishbone. I only could find, like, modern-day, like, reviews of it. Like, it's IMDb scores, I think, like, 9 out of 10. It's Google review scores, like, 8.8 out of 10. Um, run, Like, every single score, it's, like off the charts there's reports from like people that are parents now wishing to show their kids wishbones there's reports mm-hmm. from i found some reports from like people who were parents wishbone was out how great wishbone was reports from people who were kids and so on and so forth mm-hmm. but the only media they have released of wishbone there was some vhs's yep and then they released some episodes on dvd like four dvds that were like single episodes there's hot diggity dog the impossible dream the Hunchdog of Notre Dame, and Paul Prince of these, which these Wishbone titles are, oh my god. Like, they <laughs> they had Immaculate. to just be like, imma- like whoever named the title episodes must have been like, alright, listen to the- listen to this fucking shit. <sighs> <laughs> Paul Prince of Thieves, and like, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, yeah, wow. They all run out of, um, and that's it. They've re-released Hit Entertainment. Uh, distributed by Lionsgate, re-released the Wishbone DVD set with the four single episodes on one DVD, and that's mm-hmm. been it. Those are that's it. Yeah. I found links to things that claim to be the complete series of Wishbone, 
I could not find anything that said that was factual. I could not find anything that they've ever put anything more than those four episodes out between VHS and DVD ever. Yeah, like, well, there's more VHSs, definitely, that aren't just yes. those episodes. Because, like, there was a full-length feature film mm-hmm. that was not theatrically yeah. released. But, yeah. Um, the uh, Wild West. Wild Wishbone. West, yeah. And Wishbone's then, Dog Days of the West. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then, like, the Sleepy Hollow special, which was a two-parter. Right. Which is one of my favorites. Yeah, I think that's on VHS. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever been put on DVD. No, not DVD for sure. Like, we were talking a while back about how I had donated my my DVD copies of um, Paw Prince of Thieves and, oh, what was the other one? What was the first one? Uh, of the list I just read? Yeah. The uh, hot, hot Diggity Dog, hot Impossible diggity dog. Dreams. Yeah, Hot Diggity Dog and um, Paw Prince of Thieves. I donated them to Goodwill. And wow. I was like... I mean, those two aren't really worth a ton of money. And it's like, I would no. want a whole collection of them because it's literally one episode on a DVD. It feels pointless. It's, I might as well just buy the VHSs. It's those old school DVDs. Remember when we used to pay like $50 to get like two episodes of the anime on a DVD? Yeah, absolutely absurd. DVD can hold so much more than that. Like, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, it's very... It is very odd that they've never put out more despite mm-hmm. it being so popular. Um yeah. Now, I mentioned before, Hidden Entertainment no longer exists. Uh, do you know who owns Wishbone now? It's gotta be Wild Brain. It's not. Oh! It's Mattel. Mattel! Yes. Uh, so Hidden Entertainment sold off its stuff. There was a few, they went back and forth about, like, what they wouldn't want. Like, before it was like, maybe we'll just sell off, um... They had Thomas Tank Engine, and they were in talks to make a live-action Thomas Tank Engine movie, which would have been horrifying. I need to stress, <laughs> Thomas Tank Engine is, like, already borderline scary, because it's just a train with a face. That's Wait, th- that's that's it. There already is a live-action Thomas the Tank Engine movie. Is, did they make it? There is! Wait a Wait, second! did they make it? Did they do it? Thomas the Tank? They There is one, I swear to God. It's got, um, it's got Matilda in it. What? It's got Matilda in it. I swear to God. What? Did they do it? <laughs> it's Thomas the Magic Railroad. Thomas and the Magic Railroad. Are you serious? I'm going to the Wikipedia page right now. Yeah, it's oh got God. Peter Fonda, Mara Wilson, and uh-oh, Alec Baldwin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was only an uh-oh very huh. recently. Huh. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this came out in... I think this was still, this was, this was in 2000. So this is theatrical too. Wow. Okay. So (laughs) they were planning on making a second one, I guess. They're going to make a Thomas and Friends film in 2010. This is entertainment still. And early in 2010, they licensed Thomas and Friends to Mattel for toys to keep making money because they Mm -hmm. weren't making any money. Um, Toys are where it's at with Thomas. Toys are where it's at. Uh, I remember getting a Thomas Tank Engine for my Christmas when I turned, like, the year I was six. Mm-hmm. And I remember waking up, and my mom had set it up, so it came into my room and woke me up. Oh, It was pretty cool. That's uh, cool. In 2011, hit, in 2011, they put themselves up for sale. Uh-huh. They had options to sell in two parts. One was selling the Thomas Friends, and Fran- Thomas Friends franchise and other hit characters with its Kid Sprout take, which was a... Subsidiary PBS mm-hmm. with like 
that stuff sold separately because those are like what made money. Where like yeah. the steak they had with like Kid Sprout and then Thomas and Friends because Thomas and Friends is the toy deal. Mm-hmm. Or they could just sell everything. They had bidders. Listen to the people who came up to buy because like again they got this they got that Thomas toy deal. Ooh. <laughs> the bid the bidders included Walt Disney Company. Oh my God. Viacom. Ugh. Hasbro. Mm. DreamWorks. DreamWorks. And our old friend Saban. Oh, Saban. <laughs> it also included, of course, Mattel. They eventually ended up selling to Mattel. That's who bought Hit Entertainment for $680 million. Wow. Yes. Uh, they they bought Hit. They allowed Hit to exist for a while. Um, they relaunched Barney and Friends for a bit. They relaunched Angelina Ballerina at this time in like 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, and then in, 20, in 2016, uh, Mattel's like, yeah, uh, so you guys don't exist anymore. And they f- officially folded them all the way into the company under the, uh, Mattel's television division. Mattelevision. Mattelevision. So again, <laughs> it is very... Biz- and so this this is a topic that I think will bleed into like something else we and Bruno will keep talking about. Because we got time still. Which is, it's very bizarre because in July of last year of 2020... Mattel announced they are making a Wishbone theatrical film. How did I miss this? This is, and this is why this is my topic, Brenda. I got my finger on the pulse. Oh my god, I'm just a failure. <laughs> no, Please it's... tell me more about this Wishbone movie. They're making a film adaptation uh, oh with god. Universal Pictures and Mattel Films. It, the producer attached to it is Peter John Fart... Far- Farrelly. Peter John Fart. Fart. Uh, Peter... As I, my good Ben Peter has made films such as Dumb and Dumber, Shallow Hell, Me, Myself, and Irene. There's something about Mary. <laughs> Not the person I would choose for Wishbone. Those were all made with his brother. On his own, he co wrote and directed the uh, movie Green Book, which had oh, a lot of controversy. Dear. If people oh, do not remember. Beans. Um, if people don't remember the movie Green Book, it was long and short. It was one of those like feel good racism movies mm-hmm. where like a famous bl- it's like a historical movie. A famous black guy played by Mar- Marshall Ali and a white guy who's a racist played by uh, Vir- Virgo Mer- Mortensen. I think it was. Ah, have to try and get along for a, a like road trip, and the white guy learns to be less racist. <laughs> Oof. The movie had a lot of controversy because the character that Marshall Ali was portraying, Don Shirley, that's who it was. He was portraying mm-hmm. Don Shirley. Uh, Don Shirley's family wasn't really involved in the movie at all. They weren't really asked for their point of view or asked for how things played out. They yeah. only talked to the white family. And Ooh. that's like how the movie was portrayed was like a lot from his point of view and a lot of like things that don shirley's family is like no it didn't happen like that's not true he wasn't Mm -hmm. that nice or it didn't go out like that jeez so the movie is based on the the green book was a thing it was a motorist guide that black americans used to travel safely Mm -hmm. that some still use today uh there are still some websites that keep it updated but anyway so peter farley it's not it can't be farley (laughs) peter farfel Anyway, he's the producer for this movie. Uh, we don't know much about it besides it's happening as of 2020 that Mattel is making this film adaptation. 
Um, it'll be the first theatrical collaboration between Universal and Mattel. Okay. The ninth, the ninth Mattel film project. And also the first film in the Wishbone franchise after the popular 1998 movie, Wishbone's Dog Days of the West. <laughs> okay. I tried finding what the other Mattel film projects were. I was going to ask. They said it's the ninth one. It wasn't very clear what the other eight movies were. Yeah. <laughs> okay, was what like, properties wait. does Mattel have? Let's see. Mattel toys. Yeah, I, I went to their TV division. And I went to, like, recent stuff. And, I mean, they have a lot of TV shows. There's, like, He-Man like that just came out. And there's, like, Thomas the Tank Engine shows. But I was like, what are the other... Mo- they've made movies question mark <laughs> are they just counting like all of the barbie movies <laughs> like, maybe i mean i guess those would be from their film division yeah like they've got barbie they've got matchbox there's no movie based on matchbox um there's like some direct to dvd monster high movies the yeah, thomas, I, like, I don't thomas the tank like, engine there's like mattel i don't think's put out a theatrical release no they're not mark. like hasbro who's like yeah my little pony the movie is in theaters <laughs> Yeah, like here's here's fucking is Hasbro of GI Joe or is Mattel of GI Joe? Hasbro has GI Joe, so yeah, like I guess like all those GI Joe movies probably count for Hasbro. Yeah, I like that Mattel is like we're finally ready to enter the movie market, but we've done nine, but you don't get to know what those are with Wishbone. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird they announced this movie last year, July of 2020, and you'd think with announcing it last year, we also would have gotten like. Also, here's a Wishbone box set, or like yeah. here's like Wishbone on, I like Hulu. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I, who is Universal kind of works for anyone for streaming. Like whoever gives them the best deal. Yeah, it's like they gotta start like drumming up that nostalgia if they want us to go see this movie. Like yeah, like I'm not like I love Wishbone, yeah. but I'm not gonna be drawn to see a theatrical Wishbone. Also, like Wishbone is. Uh, I don't know how you do a theatrical Wishbone movie well. Like, you have to just pick a, a book. I mean, the that's Bible. the whole thing. <laughs> the greatest story ever told. <laughs> wishbone no, presents okay. the yeah, Bible. No, no. You gotta give me your dog pun for the Bible Wishbone movie. Oh, God. What? W- okay, so what? Okay, so we've got Jesus. Mm-hmm. We- <laughs> he turns water into wine. <laughs> I'm a notorious agnostic, so everything I know about the Bible is against my will. That's fair. Um, let's see. Okay, so we've got he turns water into wine. Um, mm-hmm. what else is we got? Moses. We got a boat. Yep. Rough, rough boat time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they could tell a story of Jesus and Judas. They could trouble I, that'd with be pretty, trouble with littermates. You know, honestly, that'd be pretty wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I don't know what story you do that like could hold my intention for wishbone for a movie. Like, I love wishbone, but like, you gotta, it's gotta be pretty for theatric. Like, you're talking mm-hmm. like an hour and a half to two hours of wishbone. I mean, they could pick like multiple books. The premise could be. Is this going to be like a continuation or an origin story? Oh God, no! <laughs> Gritty reboot, Wishbone. I feel like they could do like a clever, like kind of like origin story type thing. I would want it to be a '90s period piece, but it could be like modern times, like yeah, 
I feel like they would have to make like a library, like the central focus, like a kind of like mm. hub for this community, and like kind right. of stress the importance of reading and the importance of libraries. Oh, or it is a continuation, and I feel like the kid's name is Joe, but it's I don't Joe. know if that's wow. I my hey, I don't fucking remember a one dip stick of AP physics, but I remember <laughs> the name from the kid from Wishbone. The kid's name is Joe. His tomboy girl friend not his girlfriend his friend that is which a girl is sam and then they have a third friend whose name i don't remember other friend that the the tech guy joe Joe is now like runs a library Mm -hmm. and wishbone is i don't know i guess super senile at this point (laughs) immortal like the only i mean jack russell terriers live a long time but like that'd be like wishbone would have had to been like one (laughs) yeah like just a baby dog uh, but Wishbone is around, and they like li- like Wishbone is just like the library dog, and there's like now he has a bunch. His family's grown, right? Because mm-hmm. there's everyone who comes to the library is his family. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like Wishbone had like puppies, and I was like, okay, so oh. Wishbone fucks. Wish I mean Wishbone soccer fucks soccer's. Uh, I had stuff about I had, I found stuff about soccer. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was like one. Th- I forget. It was a thing that might be interesting to people who are like into dog shows. Mm-hmm. His soccer's kid was the first Russell Terrier to win a breed prize. Wow! At the dog show in C- Cuffs in nineteen ninety. Whoa! Yeah. For all of our dog dog listeners, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, the only other soccer facts I have are, like, sad about, like, when he passed away. He, so. he did die. He is a dog. Yeah. He was 13. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, like, he passed, he unfortunately passed away in 2001, so, like, he was, like, old on Wishbone. Yeah, he wasn't a puppy. No. But, yeah, it's very weird because Wishbone was, like, for them not to be drumming up this nostalgia effect, because Wishbone was very beloved. It was also, like... Not just by people, like it won awards. Wishbone won four daytime Emmys. Gosh. Four daytime Emmys, a Peabody, and a Television Critics Association honors. Wow. That's His daytime an- Emmys that's- were for writing, costume design, set design, and like best children's show variety. Wow. So like those are like it was like at the top of its literally top of its genre. Like it got best children's show. It got Best writing, it got best set design, best costume design, and that's true. This dog was in fucking, like, Robin Hood clothes. Yeah, they had to, there was, like, little snippets at the end of each Wishbone episode that, like, where they explained, like, how they did it, and they, like, yes. showed off all of Soccer's clothes and, like, how intricate it it's all hard. was. It's, it's hard. It's, hey, they're, Rock Duffel in that New Yorker uh, piece talks about how the, cost, the head costume designer would be on set to make adjustments to the costumes because like they're soccer and then there's like stand-in dogs just like the, he's a show dog but dogs get tired they're not going to overwork them they didn't mm-hmm. treat soccer thank god yeah but i didn't i i was like what if i research and like wish them <sighs> like terribly abused this dog? nightmare but they didn't good um they had two stand-in dogs and a stunt dog um for jumps which makes i was like why they have a stunt dog because soccer was old makes sense he can't mm-hmm. do jumps yep he's an old dog um, so they had a stunt dog that did any time Wishbone, like, jumps in a scene. Uh, they just had a stand-in so Soccer didn't hurt his hips. Mm-hmm. And so the costume designer was just on set to make adjustments to costumes as needed. They said the hardest thing was keeping the dog in the hat. Dogs <laughs> don't like hats. Dogs hate hats. I hate hats, too. I understand it. 
and so they're like any scene with a hat the costume designer is like rick is like their the costume designer is like slightly off camera with this like they had a way to quick pull the hat off mm. so if the dog wanted to scratch their ear they wouldn't just like get frustrated by the hat because they would just be like pew hat gone yeah so like this and again when they did like like they did robin Hood, for example they didn't like half-ass it like they were like in the woods they like built like a robin hood village or something like they yeah. didn't half-ass these like fantasy stories it wasn't just like generic shot of a plain background it was like i remember the um rumpled stiltskin episode very vividly for some reason oh yeah like it wasn't just like here's a tree like they they like built sets for this pbs kids show every episode was a new set too which every was episode wild. like what was the like pbs has no money like i don't know if you know no. this pbs has no money so like where did the money come from to like like building all of these sets every week yeah it's they and i mean again they they won these emmys like people took notice of like yeah that's you uh did a lot for this show about a checks notes talking dog <laughs> Yeah, it's just, like, the intricacy of it was so solid, and, like, whew, just astounded by it, even Just absolutely day. astounded. They did Romeo and Juliet. They did mm-hmm. They did the Odyssey. When they did the Odyssey, they weren't, They got on a boat. On a boat. I don't know if you remember that. It was, like, it was a correct period-looking boat. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, I doubt they ever were out to sea because they had a dog, but they built the boat to, <laughs> like, make it feel like they were on a, on the ocean, that's also, wild. They were working with a dog every week. They had to teach a dog, tr- like, how to, like, maneuver the set every week and, like, wear new clothes every week. Right? And, like, my God, like, the amount. I can assure you, like, I think even Sesame Street with all of the puppets doesn't have to deal with this kind of nonsense. <laughs> like, you know? And they and they had to try and direct a dog to act like, all right, this week the dog is check notes. A pirate, because we're doing Treasure <laughs> Island. All right. <laughs> All right, get the dog in his little costume, and away we go. <laughs> so just the amount of work that went into the show, it is mm-hmm. so bizarre. And this is something where Duffield says he gets asked a lot, is like, what's like, what's the story with Wishbone? <laughs> what's up with Wishbone? How what's come the there's story, like, Wishbone? They're like, why is it canceled? They're going to make more. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm not involved anymore. He He made it, but he made it for... Lyric originally. Then Lyric mm-hmm. became Hit Entertainment. Then Hit Entertainment got bought up by Mattel. He's like, I don't, they don't talk to me. I don't know what they're doing. It's out of my I don't hands. know why, why they won't release more. He's like, I know it was beloved, but he said they were very, very reluctant, even when he was around, to release um, DVDs and VHSs for the show. And he never understood why. He was like, people love the show. They'll buy it. Yeah. And like, they've released very little merchandise. Like, I remember there was a Denny's promotion. That I got a keychain oh, from. Brenda. <laughs> oh, you're gonna talk about the Denny's word. promotion? No. <laughs> Would you like to take one rabid guess why Wishbone was canceled? Oh no. Because well, it. Oh. What mm-hmm. was it? Did it have to do with the Denny's promotion? Wishbone was no. It was no about it's. This is about merch in general. Wishbone was canceled because it was not moving or selling enough merchandise. They didn't make any. They had they, fear that they had fear that Wishbone would not sell merchandise. He's a dog. Because, because, Excuse me. Uh, he's exa- a dog. Yeah, hey. Yeah, hey. <laughs> oh my god, he's a dog. Pe- 
Kids love dog. And Show like, get rating. Kid love want stuff. Dog. Why no guys, stuff? Dog. I promise. I promise. I the amount of times I'm researching for this show and I go to like get to the point like because most things are like done like it's canceled and I'm like why did it get canceled and it's like we couldn't sell enough toys. Did you make toys? No. We couldn't sell enough. No. Wait, but no. You you have wait. You have to wait. You didn't make the toy. You you you, like yeah. I remember there was like a wishbone backpack. Yeah, I remember There's like a talking wishbone, like a bigger one, maybe. Yeah, let me look and at the, like wishbone stuff on eBay real quick. And I remember there was like a I there was like a notebook I had at one point. Yeah, and even that would have been like the show was probably canceled because by the time I was school age, wishbone wasn't really on TV. Or it was on TV because they played. And that's the other thing is the company. So the studio canceled it, right? Mm-hmm. So like Hit Entertainment's like, we're not making more Wishbone. PBS kept buying to air reruns. Like reruns were playing until 2002. Mm-hmm. And then reruns came back on the air from 2006 to 2009. That's impressive. That's so wildly impressive. And they were like, we can't sell stuffed dogs. They, they aired reruns as recently as 2013 they had a short run of reruns of wishbone for a year good lord because <laughs> it's timeless and good it's okay, just so good i'm on ebay i like search for i had to search for win wishbone pbs toys because searching mm-hmm. for wishbone dog toys just got me actual oh. dog toys so <laughs> this might not be the whole over of the whole collection of wishbone toys but it looks mm-hmm. like there's a couple action figures like plastic posable there's an yeah. odysseus there's a robin hood and then there's just like a bunch of plush dogs and there is actually one that looks very familiar so i think i had this one and it came in a box with um the book for prince prince and the pooch which is the prince and the pauper oh, yeah, adaptation yeah, yeah. and then yeah. one of the mystery titles called driving of doom and I think I had that set mm-hmm. at some point. And then mm-hmm. just a bunch of stuffed wishbones and a Wendy's promotion. So one I remember later. the Wendy's promotion. I remember the Denny's promotion more than the Wendy's promotion. Oh. But absolutely wild that if you can't yeah. sell a stuffed dog, you've really yeah. fucked up. It's just like, I'm so sick of these. Like, so this is, I pulled this. Um, Rick Duffold was interviewed by an author named Michael Brody, who was doing like a history of like, media in general from the 90s mm-hmm. and he told all he told this offer that pbs held a production of the show because they did not because the show did not have proper merchandising potential it's a dog um it's a dog it, this is like when nickelodeon is like we have to cancel the newest the rise of team and t because it doesn't have enough merchandise potential. It's like if you put michelangelo the turd ninja turtles face on like a fucking shoe a kid's gonna want it exactly it's <laughs> t- it's the ninja turtles like they just sell li- like yeah li- li- just like kids like they want the pencils they want the fucking mm-hmm. ki- like people before you have done the work just just make it doesn't even they don't even need to see your ninja turtle show they just want it they just want they just like turtles so here's the issue that i'm seeing with like wishbone toys is that it's just wishbone Yes, so like, it's a dog. <laughs> yeah, so they lean into the dog, but there's just dogs. So how do you play with just dogs? Do you have multiple yes. dogs and pretend they're different dogs? Like a big crossover yeah. event? Like this action figure of Robin Hood wishbone? <laughs> In-game dog. 
is hanging out with Odysseus Wishbone and they have different personalities and characters, mm -hmm. which I suppose you could do. But like they mm -hmm. also would have need to like release like an action figure for Joe and an action right. figure for Sam and their neighbor Wanda, I guess. Like And I maybe it was like the humans were like, that's weird to have an action figure of me. But like the whole and I understand them saying like Wishbone doesn't have merchandise potential, because it's not the point of Wishbone. It is mm -hmm. not like it wasn't a cartoon. You couldn't really make toys of it. It is like a live action show to get kids excited about adventures and reading. Mm -hmm. Period. Maybe you don't need to make a just like make a notebook, right? Like yeah, make, make notebooks. A notebook. Make make pencils. Mm -hmm. Make make Trapper like, keepers and binders and backpacks and a wishbone. Make a fucking wishbone ad lib book. Like write your write your first yeah. story with wishbone. And they were selling tons of novels. There were so many wishbone. Novels. You know, you know what would have sold? What? Fucking seasons of the DVDs. Yeah. What the? What the fuck? Like. You know what would have sold? Parent. You know how many parents would have loved to just give their kid a fucking DVD of ten episodes of Wishbone and like, please watch this and leave me alone for four hours. Exactly. Like, and there are. I it's am just, looking. There's posters and there's some um, folders on here. Mm -hmm. I'm looking through. I guess they tried a little bit, but I don't remember seeing any of this stuff. Like, where was this? There's a no. board game. Where was this available? Wait, Did you... a board game? Okay, so this is the Wishbone game. It's got Wishbone on the cover. Um, let me see some more pictures of this. That Where's sounds dope as fuck. Yeah, this is on eBay. It's $15. Let me, can I zoom in? Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> oh, I can't enhance. I gotta unenhance a little bit. Okay. Um, the object of the game is simple. R move around. This is so blurry. Move around the board to collect your hero's favorite things. Along the way, you'll leap into literature, sniff out adventure, dig for clues, scratch out a game-winning strategy, and search for food. <laughs> wow, that that sounds like a fun resource management game. It it's. Okay, if you could see this board, I don't know how. I'm this sure it's works. terrible. It's two circles. Oh it's... yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's awful. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait. So you jump from the real world. So one of the circles is Wishbone doing dog things, and oh. the other circle is Wishbone doing story character. This things. sounds so cool. Um, I think I figured out what I'm getting Austin for Christmas. <laughs> hey. Hey, Mattel, you're trying to make a movie or whatever. There's this old wish game, wish board board game. Yeah. I work in games. Hear me out. You want someone to make you a new Wishbone board game? Because I'll do it. <laughs> oh, then, I think that's just... the thing. Is yeah. like, Mattel has announced the movie last year. There is still, the easiest way to watch Wishbone is YouTube. Someone has uploaded, I think, all of the series onto YouTube. And, I mean, again, Mattel's like, we're going to make a new, a new movie, but it's not been struck down, so they're not paying mm -mm. too much attention to the IP. I hope that was just because of the pandemic. They got a little bit delayed, and they'll go back mm -hmm. to Wishbone. But if mm -hmm. we could really start some shit about, like, hey, Mattel, bring us Wishbone, like, that would be really cool. Because, like, That'd I would just sit and, like, make a rug and watch Wishbone, honestly. I would gladly pay to own all 50 episodes of Wishbone. Yeah, I would buy a Blu-ray set of Wishbone. I own a Blu-ray set of Batman 66. Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bizarre because it's something that was so beloved and so and recognized by its peers at the time mm -hmm. to not have really any like 
phys- like I'm not there's no physical history if you didn't have the stuff then. Like they I found a few places that you could get the DVD set for the four episodes like still at market value, so someone's still printing it somewhere. Yeah, like direct to DVD printing of this item or something weird <laughs> like that. Like and those aren't even the best episodes. No. Like there is four random episodes. I don't know how yeah. they got picked. I tried to find that out. Like, but that's like deep into like execs making decisions, right? Like that don't, yeah. that's not really public information. That's just like maybe the time they aired well. That's why I tried to find ratings of like did those episodes like air really well? Did they air really poor and they wanted to get them out there? Or, like what was the don't know what the story is. Wishbone. Austin, what's your favorite episode that you can I remember? Think it's. Rumpelstiltskin because I can't remember it the most. I think okay, so I really like the Sleepy Hollow two parter. That one's really good. That one's really fun. But I also really used to really like the Hound of the Baskervilles one, the Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah, because that one was like kind of spooky, just a mm-hmm. little bit. Prince and the Pauper mm-hmm. also, I think, was pretty solid. Those are the ones I remember. Those are really good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's, that's the story of a little dog with a big imagination. Yeah, a little pepperoni who taught next... us all about reading. I'm very excited because next week is episode 69. Yeah, I hope I can um, finish that topic I was working on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got about the, the story for Wishbone. Thank you, Austin. That was a really Thank good you. episode. Yeah, You're this was a really fun. good episode. Oh, thanks. You're a really good episode. <laughs> Listener, you're a good episode. You're a good episode. Everyone's a good episode, especially people who follow us on Twitter and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, all right. (laughs) Bye. See ya. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. 